Hello, welcome to another episode of Unfriendly Black Hottie. It's your host and your girl, Anne Shirley, and thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, this is season five, episode two, and in this week's episode, you and I are going to talk about commitment phobia and commitment avoidance in ourselves, in the people we're dating, why we do it, and how to overcome it. All right, let's get into it. If anybody here listening has ever said, you know, all I need to do is find the one and meet the one, and then I will be ready to commit, that's cap. That is something that commitment phobic people say. If if in if any of the people you have dated or any of the people that you know have said something of the along the lines of, you know, I'm not just ready. Let's just see where things go. You know what I'm saying? Um, eventually we'll get there. That's cap. That is a commitment phobic person. Avoid. Commitment phobia is not just simply fearing being committed to something because oftentimes those who do have commitment phobic tendencies aren't they can commit in fact they take commitment so seriously in their minds that they won't just commit to any old thing because they understand it's very hard for them to separate and let things go when they finally commit but It's interesting. One of the people who follow me on um, Facebook said that when we normalize this kind of behavior, we get some we get a type of anxiety where um, we avoid commitment because um, we're too afraid that we're not going to find the right person and we're going to mess up. So we like to keep our options open and we don't want to like hold on to one thing that isn't like you know that we don't believe is going to um we don't really know we we hold on to things because we're not entirely sure if we want to you know really lay it down with this person specifically people and it presents and it, it presents the perfect environment for building a situationship. And here's why. When people are passive about um, dating in terms of not really knowing um, what they want, they're not really sure about who they are with, they never critically challenge their preferences and they end up choosing the same situation over and over and over and over and over and over again because ultimately they've grown very comfortable. They've grown very comfortable in living in this state of uncertainty. They know that there are specific types of people who will accept situationships. And the the problem with situationships, like we've discussed on this podcast at Ignazium, is that situationships are cool for a minute, fuck buddies are cool for a minute, friends with benefits are cool for a minute, 
but as human beings, you and I are designed for attachment. We are designed for stability and love and intimacy and affection. And situationships ultimately do not meet that need. Situationships will have you doing girlfriend and boyfriend experiences without actually having the title. And that creates a level of insecurity and uncertainty. And oftentimes when that happens, it's because one person is, it's not just simply fearing commitment, but it's this person has a deep fear of intimacy. Somewhere along their path, somebody told them that they weren't deserving of love. It's really normalized in men to not be emotionally intimate or have emotional intelligence, or even if they do have emotions, a lot of the people in their circle have fought to kill that aspect in them in order for them to be considered masculine real men. And so they grow up these people who have no real in touch with, no real touch with their emotions, with their feelings. Um, they're not comfortable crying. They 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 walk walk they walk around with this wall that bobbles them up and makes them masculine, as a form of protecting them from that pain they felt when someone told them that they weren't they weren't worthy for being open emotionally they walk around with this wound right and so if you're walking around with this wound um you're very sensitive you're walking around also with armor to protect you from that wound and ultimately it prevents you from ever getting too serious or too deep. You always want to keep your options. You never really want to emotionally... I mean, the only situation that allows you to kind of, you know, get your intimacy needs kind of met while also not having to commit are situationships. And when you're in a situation like that, one party often feels taken advantage of, exhausted, all of these things because of the level of interaction with your emotional walls and distance so that does this make sense to anybody so just to recap when you're commitment phobic it's not necessarily because you can't commit you can in fact you ultimately crave it deeply it's just that you don't trust that it, it that you can have it so you repress it and then you settle for situationships and fuck buddies and friends with benefits, knowing that where you really want to get your intimacy met, your intimacy needs met, you don't actually think that, you know, you can. And that's the problem. So, are you commitment phobic or are you just um, protecting yourself until you meet that person um, who will be your one? How do you know? Okay, so... You know, it's, I never really want to, you know, put out there that you have to be whole and completely together and have all your shit together in order to be worthy of love. I don't necessarily believe that. I do believe that there are relationships that trigger us and they trigger us for a reason because it stimulates the growth that we need in order to overcome whatever it is that we need to overcome. And I do believe that um, relationships can be the, the, the quickest catalyst 
in overcoming pain, especially if you have um, been through trauma. So I also understand, however, that there are people who kind of avoid being in those kind of relationships with folks because it just feels safer, like they're not ready yet to kind of be open and that's okay. It's okay to not be ready and it's okay to kind of take a step back until you are. But what doesn't make sense is when you are commitment phobic, you don't allow anybody to have any access to you. You're always constantly criticizing the partners that do come your way that can be potentially good for you because you aren't ready, not because you're not ready, because you don't trust relationships. It's beyond the individual and it's really about you. It becomes more of um, a deep realization that you are preventing yourself from experiencing intimacy so you critique anybody who can ever um, meet your need. That's commitment phobia. You might actually be, um, you might come across lots of people who are um, really, really, you know, okay, cool. So we're turning back from our sponsor. So it's not necessarily the person and that's how you know you're commitment phobic. It's not necessarily the person because you meet a thousand different people and all of them have many different qualities that they can bring to the table that ultimately enhance you. It's not necessarily the person, which in fact, you know, it's very easy, however, for commitment phobic people to make it seem like it's always the other person. It's not. It's really the commitment phobic person finding fault as a way of distancing themselves from actually having to commit to someone. If you find yourself in these relationships with people kind of asking, oh, where is this going? Uh, Where are we... Where, where do you, where do you see us? Um, how do you, how do you see us in the future? If you find yourself asking those questions with that person, it's because they have emotionally neglected the relationship so much that you, you subconsciously can sense that it's not going anywhere. Commitment phobic people operate in these gray areas constantly. Because it allows them to get their cake and eat it too. People who are going through healing, people who still have work to do on themselves, quite often allow you to have access to that. And they tell you, they tell you, I'm still working on myself. I'm just not ready. 
And, you know, commitment phobic people will say the same language, but you'll notice that while they are saying, okay, I'm still working on myself, I'm just not ready for a relationship, they're still asking for access to you. They still expect you to um, volunteer to be in their lives actively as if you are committed and that in itself is how you find yourself in toxic relationships you know and so my question is do you want true intimacy or not do you believe you're deserving of experiencing the warmth and the love and the trust of love I don't I don't know if Many people understand how wonderful relationships are to that degree in the sense that when I said earlier, relationships are kind of the catalyst to helping us heal and grow. What I was really talking about was you and you have friends who are able to provide intimacy. You have um, family members who are able to provide intimacy. You might have an amazing relationship with your best friend. And all of these relationships pour into your cup. And none of them will ever take away from the other. They're all legitimate. They're all valuable. They're all wonderful. But the difference is that when it comes to romantic intimacy... The reason why you hide from it, the reason why you don't think you're deserving of it, the reason why you basically uh, avoid it is because you are doing it out of fear, out of a coping mechanism from trauma. And when you operate in these aspects, you don't allow yourself to really experience your full humanity. And I love us too much to allow abuse and... um, fear and a lack of trust because of the things we have gone through to continue to dictate our ability to experience intimacy if if that happens that's how we know that's how we ultimately know the abuse is one right the colonizers the people who've tried to prevent you from becoming your full self That's how we know they've won. And I want us to realize we have a lot more power than we believe. They don't have to win. And they won't win. And they won't win. So the way I I strongly believe that we can still have healthy, loving relationships, even in intimacy, despite the pain that we have gone through, is to challenge these these things. You have to go through um, evidence-based experiences that challenge you, that challenge you, that challenge your thinking. You have to go through those. Because they need to go into your subconscious so you retrain yourself and you relearn that, okay, I am deserving of love. There are people out there. It's not them. It's not me. It's them, so to, so to speak. There are people out there who are capable and ready and willing to give that intimacy. And you deserve it. And you deserve it. 
All right. And this concludes this week's episode of Unfriendly Black Hottie. It's always a pleasure to work and speak to y'all. Tune in for next week. All right. Take care. Thank you.